morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever this podcast finds you. I hope you are in good spirits. And if you are not, I definitely hope it gets better. Um, I know sometimes the holiday season can be hard for many, whether you are missing a loved one, whether things are getting really expensive, um, you know, just different things. And sometimes that holiday season is a really tough one for some people. So if you are having a hard day or a hard time, you know, I don't hope it gets better. It it will get better. Um, I'm coming to you today. This is kind of a different podcast for me because normally I just speak on, you know, um, I speak on, you know, either what's going on or something that I've been through, just something very personal. And with this episode, it will be, well, it was brought on because of some news that went viral, um, and different things that people had a lot to say. Um, the events happened about two weeks ago, I believe. But the conversation is important. And I'm glad that the events sparked certain conversations within my community, um, within the world as well. Um, I do want to say thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Rail podcast. I started this thing this year. I'm keeping the momentum going um, into 2020. I may be... We'll do about one more episode this year and then, you know, next year we're going full throttle where I may do some more episodes where I'm speaking on current events if they do spark a needed conversation. So my whole goal with my podcast is to be a positive source of energy for you to let you know that life happens to us all, no matter where we are from, no matter our color, no matter our financial background. Um, No matter our socioeconomic background, life does happen to us all. But one thing that we can control, um, we have control of our dreams. We have control of our visions and we have control of putting in the work no matter how hard it gets so that we are able to overcome and so that we can live that life that we want and that we dream about. Um, I just truly believe it's possible no matter what. So stay focused, guys. Um, Like I always say, prepare for more. And we are going to go ahead and get into this good content. Now, um, actually contributing to this episode as well, two young ladies that um, I admire. They work very hard. They are mothers. They are um, businesswomen. And um, their input is valuable and needed. We have Danica Gizentainer. I really hope I said her last name correctly. If not, please forgive me. But Danica, um, she's a college graduate. She's a mother of two, um, um, a daughter and a son. She is a wife. She's an advocate for the community. And she also runs her own travel agency. Um, So definitely, if you need help, you're looking for a great deal on a trip, um, Danika, and I'll spell her last name. Her first name is D-I-N-I-K-K-A. The last name is G as in George, I-S-S-E-N-T-A-N-N-E-R. I will tag her on this episode if you need any of her services. Um, so she'll be available to you or just inbox me and I can let you know. 
Um, the second young woman that I have here, she's a mother. She has a son. He's not quite one yet, so she's a little bit of a newbie. All of us are kind of newbies because I believe our kids are under 10. So we are just getting started, and it is very important for us to take some of the old ways, blend them in with the new ways, and just try to be the best parents that we can be. Um, my second um, consultant or panelist with this episode will be Tanisha Thomas. Um, she's an amazing mom, sister. She's a hairstylist. She's a makeup artist. She kind of just does it all. Um, she works very hard and she truly believes that you should queen on purpose. So that is one thing that I really admire about her. No matter what's going on, she stays focused on the end goal and she really just, um, embodies the queen mentality so um again if you need her services her name is tanisha thomas um t-i-n-i-s-h-a t-h-o-m-a-s you can look her up um for all of your needs all of your beauty needs and different things like that um so this episode is entitled um parental advisory And it just means that being a parent, it absolutely does not come with a guide. And no matter how much you try to prepare, you, you, nothing can compare you, especially as women. I'm going to talk as a mom because I'm a mother, but, um, I did get some input from a few guys. They'll remain anonymous, but they did give me a little bit of their feedback, but as a mom, Nothing can compare you for the feeling of carrying something within your wounds for 40 weeks or about 10 months. You know, some come earlier, some come later, but on average, about 40 weeks, 10 months, you are sharing your body with this little being and then you have it and labor is a whole nother, um, what is it called? The sport, um. I can't think of it, but it's a whole nother ball game. So once you go through this um, pregnancy and then you go through the labor, there's this little thing that you have that looks like you, looks like the dad, maybe it looks like the dad, acts like you, whatever. And you are solely responsible for raising a human. And it's just a different type of love. You really can't explain it. Most people don't understand it until they actually birth a child. And then you know, their little um, parental antennas are like, okay, this is what everyone was feeling. You know what I mean? Because you can love your mom, you love your your cousins or your siblings, your nieces and nephews, but nothing compares to that, I mean, instantaneous love that you feel, that most of us feel when we um, carry and when we birth a child. It's an amazing feeling. And even though, you know, my daughter's only four and toddlers don't worry about the terrible twos parents. Wait until they get four and they just have an opinion and they haven't learned how to kind of control their opinion yet. And they're just <laughs> letting you know anything and everything. And again, um, I'm still a newbie at this parent thing. You know, she's only four, so I understand as she grows older I may face some different things that I haven't ran into. This is just my experience for the past four years. So we don't get a guide for it. 
everyone that I know and that I hang around, if they have a child, they want to be the best parent they can be, whether they are married, whether they are single, um, you know, they want to be a good parent. So that kind of leads us into the topics here. Um, we'll discuss the TI topic thing where he stated kind of jokingly, but it went to the next level where he went to um his gyno visits with his daughter and um she kind of didn't have a choice whether she signed if she wanted him to hear information and he stated this actually continued you know until well now his daughter is 18 so it caused a huge uproar i don't think he expected it um a lot of times men especially some men that are unfortunately misogynistic and narcissistic even though they may be great parents they don't expect backlash. They don't really care. They just say whatever they need to say. And then, you know, this kind of thunderstorm is still actually being spoke about because he went to sit down with Jada and her mom um, for their show, The Red Table Talk. Willow was not there. I really wish she was. His daughter, Deja, or her mom was not there. And Will did not sit down either. So it was just Jada, Jada's mom. T.I. and his wife, Tiny. So um, I, watched, I watched the first part of it. Um, it was about 20 minutes of what I expected. I do feel as if Jada and her mom held um, T.I. to a different accountability standard than maybe he is used to at home. And if that doesn't make sense to you, just watch the interview. Um, he tried to dominate the conversation, but... You know, it was not happening with um, Jada and her mom. And I think they did pretty well with asking some of the questions. Do I want to see part two? Not necessarily, not unless maybe someone else joins the conversation, but um, we'll see. So um, the question that I asked the ladies for their input was, did he go too far? Did T.I. go too far? Um, is there such thing as boundaries when it comes to parenting? Does those boundaries stop at a certain age? So, um, I'll read the ladies responses and then, um, I'll maybe elaborate a little bit more, but, um, Tanisha stated that T.I. went too far. Not only did he embarrass her by telling her business, but he revealed how controlling and possessive he is as a man. And also showed how much respect he has for his daughter. I do believe there should be boundaries as a parent. I do believe if a child is being raised in a two-parent household, there should be certain boundaries on parents' actions to a certain extent. My question is, why did he not feel like Tiny, his wife, or her biological mother was not fit to go to those exams instead of him? Does he realize what type of trauma he has caused as far as how she feels towards men or what type of partner she may choose to date? Those are some really, really valid points. Um, I like where she asked, you know, did he think about his daughter? Um, is there a reason he is trying to force his way into those appointments? Now, I do want to clarify because one guy said, well, what's wrong with going to the appointment with her? What's wrong with checking her hymen? Okay, there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with a father wanting to go 
to the doctors, the gyno, let's be specific, um, because it's not like she's just getting a flu shot. Um, it is the gynecologist office. These are, but we're women. These are very personal appointments for us. The gyno does a lot of things. I mean, you talk to them about a lot of things that you may not even talk to your parents or your partner about. So for one, as a woman, and she's a very young woman, um, it's a very personal um, doctor's visit. Now, if your dad wants to go and you want him to go, that is great. You know what? My father is not in my life. I will not be the judge of a father wanting or attending their daughter's appointments. But I do just believe that once she turns 18, if if she could have more of a say so in it, like by the time I was 18, I was doing my visits by myself. But again, I'm raised by a single mother. Maybe she was just busy. And then my dad lives in North Carolina. So he definitely was not taking trips to come take me to the gyno. <laughs> They're very personal. And I think what a lot of women, well, I'm going to read Danica's um, response first. And then hopefully I'll remember that thought because you guys know how I can go. So um, Danica's response is, I think T.I. was being a protective father and it doesn't stop at a certain age to be a parent. The only issue I had with the interview that he should have kept it in their household. I dislike everyone calling him a pervert. Um, it was stupid and disrespectful. If the mother would have stated this, no one would have a problem with it. As women, we need to stop thinking just our opinions matter when raising our kids. It takes two people to have kids. Therefore, the father should have a say so as well. And I do agree. I do agree with that. The father definitely should have a say so. I don't think it would have been a problem if the mom would have said it because maybe she's a girl. The mom understands more. She's a woman. She has a hymen, different things like that. So I think just as everyone has agreed here, he should have kept his personal business to himself because once you put it out there on social media, it's there for everyone to judge and to have their opinion, which they will. So, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. I think we kind of touched everything there. And if you guys have any feedback, please reach out to us um, and let us know. Um, this is a very interactive episode. So the next thing is um, there was a recent video which showed a parent going to the school to re- whoop her child with a belt for acting out in class while using derogatory language. Is this a parent's right? Is there a such thing as going too far? Some people consider these old school methods and are some methods outdated. Danica's response is the video was unnecessary, but I believe in old school methods of whooping a kid. The language she used was unnecessary as well, but I have times where my mouth gets a little fly with my kids, but it's a generational thing. My parents used to cuss me out and whoop my ass as well. Therefore, you pick up habits from those whom did it to you. I didn't like getting whooping, so guess what? I did straighten myself up. We don't know what the full details of the video. Um, I believe we move out of emotion as readers and watchers, and instead of reaching out to help the fellow sister, we talk down on her reaction. I think that's a good point. A lot of us, we do, it's, it's just generational. Um, what we were taught, we we kind of carry it with us. Um, and... Sometimes you don't even realize it until you get older and you're like, you know what? I don't really like that. I don't know if I want to continue that with my child. Let me see if I can try to find a different method. So I think um, those were really 
great points that she made. Um, Tanisha stated, I do feel like the lady in the video did go too far. I do believe in disciplined children, but we don't live in the 90s or early 2000s anymore. The world is becoming more sensitive than ever now. Her first mistake was disciplining her child in front of the school administration. The black lady did not think about it, um, that the people she was around were judgmental or what was it their job to call the law enforcement if they feel like the child may be in danger. The biggest mistake she made was recording the whole situation and putting it on Facebook. With her putting it on Facebook, it allowed so many people to comment and share their opinions on this matter, making this situation way bigger than it needed to be. Why do people feel like everything needs to be recorded nowadays? Where should the line be drawn? Excellent question again. Everything does not have to be recorded. If this situation was not recorded, she actually had another person there recording this entire thing as if doing it for entertainment. And let me tell you, you do have to discipline these kids because they are going to try it. We tried it. Our parents tried it. it it's, it's going to happen. No one has to see you like bully your child bring a bell, saying all type of language, you know. Again, I understand some things are generational, but once you learn better, you know better, just do better. Sometimes it's hard for people to do better. I understand that, but just take it step by step. If you didn't like your mom calling you out of your name, don't do it to your children because it doesn't feel good and it does continue on and they carry that with them throughout their lives. So we just have two more topics. Um... Now, Tanisha, she only commented on those two topics. So for the next um, two, it'll just be me and um, whatever Danica responded to. So the next thing, I guess we could have talked about this along with the T.I. thing. Um, the sex talk. Is there a right time to discuss this touchy topic? My response is that it's, it's never a right time. It's not a right or a wrong time. But I do feel like educating your children, as soon as they kind of are aware and able to obtain that information you don't want to overwhelm them you definitely don't want to scare them but even with the tea thing i just think the education you patrolling whether or not she is a virgin will not keep her from choosing the right sex partner it will not keep her from contracting an std so instead of like controlling her hymen and going to her visits with her talk to her so she feels comfortable with you and then like tanisha stated so that she hopefully chooses the right partner who loves her correctly and who um, will not give her anything and will just treat her correctly we know that being young a lot of guys are thinking about sex but guess what a lot of girls are too so if you educate them properly like that's the only thing we can do is kind of give our kids the tools they need to um to survive in this world because they are growing um they they can't stay young forever so danica stated the earlier the better um i start talking to my kids um about good and bad touches when they start bathing themselves so it had to be around maybe four years old with my daughter we made it a catchy little name a pocketbook <laughs> and the reason is i tell her no one is to go near her pocketbook because that's where the most value items are hiding my son's conversation was more intense, I believe, and I was like, you know, don't let anyone touch you and don't let any don't you touch anyone else. But I leave most of that conversation for my husband to handle. But I do talk to my son about treating girls with respect just like he treats me. I think that's a wonderful way to do it. Um I think just educating them like that little phrase a pocketbook. You know what? 
it's better for her to just know something and be aware so that she can try to protect herself and so that she can also tell her parents if anything happens. And then with her son and because Danika is married and, you know, she wants to leave that to her husband. But I think it is very sweet that she just tells him to, you know, don't touch anyone else. Don't let anyone touch you and treat girls like you treat mommy. I think that's very sweet um this episode is like the longest episode i've recorded in a while so i'm getting ready to wrap it up the um the next one is pushing agendas on children so recently alicia Keys stated she took her four-year-old son with her to the nail shop and was appalled when he felt as if he couldn't choose rainbow nail polish because people wouldn't agree now this is my thing i understand a lot of people are trying to x out like the gender roles and stuff i get it it's great for certain things, you know, if you want to play basketball, you can do that whether you're a girl or a boy. If you want to be a scientist, girl or boy. If you want to be an astronaut, if you want to um, be a coach. Like, there are a lot of things women are bombarding the walls down where it is gender equality. And I definitely believe in gender equality. What I do not agree with is taking my four-year-old son to the nail salon with me with the intentions of him getting his nails polished because he doesn't need his nails polished now if he grows up and you know teenagers go through phases we have different rock stars you know like painting their nails and stuff you know what that's okay he's a teenager he's going through a phase I get it but as a four-year-old you know um I just don't think he he came and said, let's go to the nail shop, mommy, you know, reserve that for your daughter. Or maybe if you don't have daughters, a niece or a godchild, you don't have to force your son to go to the nail place with you and then choose rainbow colors. Like, no, let's go get some rainbow paint and you can paint a picture as an artist. You know what I mean? Let's try to develop it. Sometimes as parents, we do have to steer kids different because sometimes they may just want to do stuff, you know, just being a kid like, hey, I want this or I want this doll or I want my nails polished but you can just let them know you know what son mommy is going to get her nails painted but for you let's go get some paint and we can paint a pretty picture and it can be a rainbow that's just my opinion on it i hope it does not offend anyone um danika stated my issue is with this is he's a four-year-old boy he doesn't need to be at a nail salon with her getting her nails done um if at four years old he knew that it wasn't for him she shouldn't focus force it on him Again, just like T.I., she should have kept that shit in her household. <laughs> you open your door for the conversation, sharing it on social media, so that you um, so you have to be ready for the good and the bad. Um, as far as backlash, uh, this brings it back to me um, in my memory du- when Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, um, the kid was seven or eight, I believe, when he came out as gay. He should not care about a sexual preference at his age. It's not age appropriate at all. Um, they are making him a subject for the world to comment on. And at that age, the last thing as a parent we should be discussing is, do you like men or do you like women? Um... We should be discussing whether you like math or reading or science better. I feel like around the age of 13, we can come back and have this conversation. Who says that kids would want to be a guy, you know, all his life? At seven or eight, you haven't even experienced being with a woman or man. So therefore, how do you know if being gay or straight is your preference? And um, the last question 
that I have here. And you know what? I went 23 minutes without my daughter interrupting. So go mommy. Um, the last question is, do we push certain agendas on our children when it comes to lifestyle or career choice? Um, and Danika says, in some cases, I can say yes. For example, when your kids find um, interest in something, you like to push them hard. But sometimes we push kids too hard and they decide they don't want to do it anymore. Parents can be a little controlling at times, but I think a lot of people want to live through their kids and they can't. I feel you support your kids through what they want to do. I push education over sports because once you get hurt, that sport thing is out the window. So you need something to fall back on. I've just been a parent for eight years, so I haven't hit preteen issues yet. So I definitely pay attention to those who I'm dealing with them. And I'm working on my game plan once I hit there. I tell people all the time in your household, you are raising your kids to have high standards. But your next door neighbor is raising their kids to to a lower degree and that hang around each other and it will still affect your children. Um, you talk to your kids every day to choose their friends wisely. If they don't have a good heart as you or value important things like you have positive energy then guess what you don't need to be around them I just learned that in my late 20s I had to let friends go that I had been friends with um since the kids but we move differently and in two different directions in life and you have to move on period no disrespect to them but I move with a positive energy and staying out of trouble so I can't stand behind others that move in a total different directions so I agree with that. Um, we have to teach our kids. A lot of times we have to have hard conversations with our children. Um, like she stated, we don't know how the next person is raising their child. So you have to do everything you can to instill this light, to instill this love, to instill positivity into your child. But you also have to instill in them strength encourage and they have to be brave to go after their goal and they have to have strength to say you know what I don't want to hang around this person we may have grew up together you may be my family member but if your outlook on life if your goals in life if your mindset is different right now I can try to help you as much as I can but I have to move differently that is something um I myself also went through um, later on in my life, in my late 20s, and it was not that the person was like a, you know, to, to everyone else. I don't think this person was like a mean, nasty person, but I just feel as if I were, maybe our motives were different, or maybe our needs were different, or, you know, something changed, and it is okay to move differently when you are given different. Sometimes things come full circle, and you, um, you're able to connect back with that person again, and maybe they can see what they did wrong, or if you did something wrong, you can see what you did wrong, and you guys are able to grow from it, but don't be afraid and nervous about instilling those, um, different values into your kids again teach them to be strong teach them to be brave teach them to dream really 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 big and um teach them to value themselves and to value others um i think it's very important um you never know how what someone else is going through in their home how they've been raised so we do want to teach our children not to judge but also we can't Sometimes we people like to save people and we take on this savior role and a lot of times it can get you hurt. I know on my journey, I have to be prepared. I have to 
pray. I have to isolate myself. I have to stay out for social media sometimes. Goodness gracious, I've been talking too long. It's almost 30 minutes. I have to stay off of social media sometimes. And it's just because it's so much. All that energy that's, you know, compiled into these apps can drain you. And, you know, there is a real goal. There is a real picture and a real future that I have in mind that I know I have to work hard for. And I know I have to build myself up for it. So, um, it is important to stay focused. I do want to wish, um... The best of luck to every parent, godparent, grandparent, aunt, teacher, you know, coach. If you have an influence over a child's life, please try to be a positive influence. I know it's not easy um, all of the time. It, it's, it's very challenging, but it's doable. If you can, keep positive parent friends around you. Maybe someone who would even, you guys can give each other breaks sometimes. Or you can just vent because... A lot of times, like we stated, we're, we we haven't been a parent for 20, 30, 40 years, not even 10 years. So we understand we are just getting started. So I think it's important. Um, I hang or I, I communicate with like older parents, um, younger parents of maybe newborns. It's very, I love seeing each parent in their different stages and like, oh, I've been through that. Or like, oh my goodness, this is what I have to look forward to. And I just pray for myself now in advance for these latter years of being a parent. But I thank everyone so much for your support. Every stream, every like, every comment, it means so much. And the book is slated to be released the first quarter of 2020. I'm working so hard, but it's a good product. And I know you guys will enjoy it and support it. Again, my name is Portia Sherelle. It's P-O-R-T-I-A-C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E. I always encourage you guys to keep pushing no matter what you are going through. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, and Twitter by searching Portia. Again, it's P-O-R-T-I-A. The website is under construction, but don't forget to check it out um, whenever you have time. Everything PortiaSherelle.com. Look forward to new merchandise and products coming soon. Peace.